Welcome to Everything In Between, and we are your host, Siobhan and Sam, and we're here to discuss the Parent Survival Guide to Homeschooling. So last week, we talked about, you know, how to be good parents to our children. This week, we're going to talk about, you know, that balance on how we can do stuff that is fun for us, fun for the family, and survive homeschooling to Together. So, Siobhan, I think, and I both picked um, three things that we like to do or three things that we think would be good for parents who are trying to survive homeschooling. And I will go first, if that's okay with you, Siobhan. Yes, that is a okay with me. <coughs> okay. Excuse me. So my first one is hobbies. I I think it's important to have a hobby. Like for I like me, I have several hobbies. One of my hobbies is writing. Another one is drawing, um, and whatever else I can fit into a day. And I think that hobbies kind of get you out of your own mind for a little while and focus on something that you like doing. Um, some hobbies that I can think of that you can do at home so you don't have to worry about babysitting and things like that and adding costs to your already expensive life of being a wonderful parent um, is like painting. Um, I found this really cool website called Skillshare and it's also an app that goes with it as well and it's just a bunch of people that are teaching classes on skills that they're very good in um, so they have stuff like uh, for people soft, not people soft, I'm sorry, <laughs> Photoshop, <laughs> Photoshop. Um, if you're interested in trying your hand at a little bit of editing, they have coding. I signed my son up for coding. You can do all of these things at home and it's relatively cheap. I think I paid $45 for a whole year. So it wasn't a lot of money and it definitely is something that I like to do when I have downtime and the kids are doing something else and I just wanna you know, focus on something else. I put on a book, um, audio book, and I pull out my iPad and start drawing. What's one that you have, Siobhan? So one that I have is something that the whole family can do together. And what I discovered in looking for activities for myself to do (laughs) during this time, because everyone gets tired of being in the home. It's just like, we need to get out. We need to do something. You can go to your local county website. So wherever you live, the county that you live in would have a I don't know, let's say you live in Montgomery County, the montgomerycounty.gov, and they should have a calendar there. And you can find a list of events that you can do outdoors. And a lot of them are free because they're usually hosted by your county. So you pay for them already with your state taxes, or if there is a cost, it's usually minimal. So I had found over the weekend, um, I live, there's like a lot of farmland where I am. So they had all kind of fun activities that you could do with kids centered around the holiday time or the fall time. So you can do pumpkin picking, there's apple picking, you can go to arts and crafts at the library. And what I really like about that is that I'm finding, and again, I don't know if this is going to be the same everywhere, but by me, they're doing timed entries. So that way you can know, okay, when I go to this event with my kids, we're going to be able to be safe. Everyone's required to wear masks. 
and they're not over filling their time slots. So you can go, you can enjoy yourself and you don't have to worry about, you know, coming into contact with too many people. So I think that's really cool. And again, just depending on what your area offers is depending on the offerings. Um, So some places might have more hiking trips if you have an area that's has a lot of hiking trails or you might have some fishing things by me there's a just a ton of wildlife and activities so those are the kind of things that I find by me so like if you have teenage boys that they're interested in outdoor activities that might be something that you can do another cool thing that I saw on my website is some of them are drop-off activities so I know when Sam and I were talking about this she was like "Mm -mm." she was like what about things that the parents can do so that they don't have to be with the kids like they need a break so some of those activities are there and they're available but what I would say because when I just peeked this afternoon I saw that everything was like sold out sold out sold out so I would say you probably have to look at a problem dropping my kid off I've always had a like first of all usually because I've I know what you're talking about I used to I do these county events right you don't know the people it's just like people who volunteered to do like a date night for mom and dad or something like that you don't know them I don't like I don't really know how parents really feel comfortable not no judging if you do do this but I just never thought I could and I haven't I haven't done it because I'm just like I don't know you I don't know what you're going to be, I don't, I don't know. But I figure, so the way that I look at it, I feel like it's equivalent to like dropping them off at summer camp when they have like the state run summer camps. I do feel safe about that. Um, but you never know. It might not be the same kind of process. Cause I know I was like a camp counselor for my county when I was, you know, 14, 15, 16. And they do get like your social and a little background check before you're able to do that. So I would hope that it was the same process. Um, one thing that I would check, and again, I didn't look into this, and this would make me a little bit like cautious to do it, if it was the type of thing where, yes, you can drop your kids off, but some adults that are not part of the program are able to stay. So like if other parents can mm-hmm. stay, but you know, I drop my kids off, I would be concerned about that only because it would be so much easier for someone that's a predator to blend in with other adults, Mm -hmm. right? But if it's only Mm -hmm. kids, you drop your kids off and you have to go. If there's somebody that's lurking around, people are going to be tipped off to that because you don't work here. So I guess for some of those, if you want to drop your kids off, either I would drop off older kids, high school kids that are kind of like, hey, nope, I see where this is going, or just Mm -hmm. check what the situation is because... Mm-hmm. I don't play that with kids. But that was one that I thought was and nice. You be- can always call and see what the vetting process is of those things like and make a decision from there as well. Absolutely. But what I just like about that, because I know, you know, everybody's on a budget and trying to do the right thing and money is tight. People aren't working mm-hmm. is I really do like that a lot of those activities tend to be free or low cost so that you can kind of do something without breaking the bank. Yep. Yep, yep. So I am going to, I forgot to mention this in the beginning, I am going to be talking about things parent exclusive and Siobhan is going to be talking about things that are family inclusive. (laughs) Why? Because we all know Sam's opinion on hanging out with kids more than she needs to. 
So my next thing, but you know, the thing is we're all sheltering in place, you know, for the most part. I mean, we have some kind of normalcy, but not really back to where we were. So I was just thinking of things that I do to stay safe, stay home, cut costs, blah, blah, blah. So my next thing that I do to get away from my children is I read books, lots and lots and lots of books. And you know what I love about books is you can go anywhere. Sometimes I'm on a beach, sometimes I'm on an island, sometimes I'm in New York, sometimes I'm in California. You never know where I am, some made up place that some author made, you know, who knows? But most of the time it's with a really good looking single man. So... (laughs) You know, I love books because they can just transform you and it can take you anywhere you want to go. And definitely is something that I do um, to get away from the, you know, in a day in, day out hustle of being a parent and being a full time worker and all of those things. And I, I don't know, I have tried to get so many people to start reading books with me and they don't do it they read the boring books like like Siobhan she reads books on how to help yourself blah it doesn't matter anything that says how to help yourself I'm done already um I like to read the fiction books romance books but I'm saying like any book you're interested in it doesn't have to be romance it doesn't have to be um fiction even it can be a self-help book it's just something that will take your mind somewhere else for a little bit get out of your skin for a little bit get out of your head for a little bit calm down take a couple of breaths live someone else's life be it good or bad and just kind of you know chill and I like to do this with wine or you know if I'm really feeling you know kind of fancy I'll shirt the lights off and you know put on the low light and some wine and a good book clean my room and you know just really fill it so if that's something you're interested in I definitely suggest that books are and they're cheap you can go on to your library's digital library and download book after book after book after book and read to your heart's desire and do it all for free all you need is a library card um of course there's things like kindle unlimited i think that's a subscription that's maybe ten dollars a month that you can read unlimited books um you know whatever the authors put in there they have some really good ones i know i have a couple in there um what other ones Siobhan can you think of anything other places people can get low-cost books of course you know mom and pop places uh I don't know if they're open though you know the um mom and pop bookstores definitely have a lot of used books that are reduced price so yeah I have a library that I'm starting I would also say too to look around again it depends on if you live in like a larger city um Mm -hmm. there have book exchanges so a lot of people use um facebook marketplace and they exchange books that way you might have a thrift Mm -hmm. shop that has books you can get really creative Mm -hmm. with where you want to find your things um Mm -hmm. during this time also you can do and if you're friends of the library too right do you do that over there friends of the library i have not heard of this i don't know what that is (sighs) obviously 
you are not a reader i buy my books i'm really bad (laughs) i am a barnes and noble like i love them i like to buy my books because i like to write in the margins if i'm really enjoying it and like sam said lately the books that i tend to read are like non-fiction so i'm usually getting information from them like either financial books or a lot the last book that i read that it wasn't it yeah, was non-fiction but it was pretty good it was called the third door and it had a lot of good like tips and advice for life so i was definitely like writing things highlighting i want to come back to this so i'm really bad for a library book because i feel like if i can't like really get into it then i'm just like eh. <laughs> right well friends of the library is um it's a it's not it's like kind of like a 501c3 i think organization that is attached to the libraries but it's not the library so you can um buy books for like a dollar i go crazy on these like that's how i started my own library at home is because i'll go to each library and buy like see what they have it's not like they have everything but they have a little bit of everything and you can buy hardcover books for a dollar paperbacks for 50 cents Hmm. and the the only thing is they've either been donated by someone like i've donated a lot of books to them some new some old and or it is like something wrong with it that the library is just like we're going to take it out of circulation and i don't know why they took it out of circulation because i've gotten a lot of books that were old library books and they seem perfectly fine to me maybe after so many uses they was like okay we're not going to do it or this book just didn't circulate and they wanted to make room for more but each library has a friends of the library section and you just pay cash most of the time you just have like a little box there and you just put a dollar in there it's it's the honor system and uh, you go so you need to check it out get some really cheap books and this is everywhere i literally have never heard of mm-hmm. this before it's uh um it's kind of like uh it's a group of people it's an organization that helps keep libraries open so in all the money that you give to them they give back to the library okay that's pretty cool and then usually like i it's here in phoenix and then it was in my if my small town in winona minnesota has friends <laughs> of the library i'm pretty sure you do and <laughs> In, in Winona, it's it was just uh, really um, a bunch of retired professors or retired, you know, uh, men and women who just really wanted to do something with their time. So they just kind of um, formed a chapter there. We only had one library, so it wasn't overwrought with difficulty to keep up, but it was good. I loved it, and I love so it. Let me so ask whenever you I go to the library, I always have $5. Because I think in all the time that we've been friends, like I know that you read, but I've never asked when and how do you block out your time for reading? Um, Because there might be parents out there that love to read and they don't, they're like, I don't have time. How do I make this happen for myself? So this very awesome thing called Kindle books, and this is why I love that the library is now digital because you can read things that you maybe didn't want people to know you read let's say 50 shades of gray or something like that and nobody is the wiser because it's on your kindle so unless they're sitting over you reading over your shoulder you can read anywhere 
Okay, <laughs> you know, so that's I have read books like Fifty Shades of Grey at Boy Scout um, practice. I've, I mean, like I read anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. I can read while I'm waiting on the kids. I can read um, when they're on the weekend. I do most of my reading at night before I go to bed. Um, Whenever I can get it in, I do a lot of audiobooks. So throughout the day, I'm listening to audiobooks. I read about six books a week. So when I say that I love to read, I mean I love to read. That is and then wild. I read them. Wild. Yeah, I love it. Wild. It's just wild. it's it's wonderful. I mean, it's so cool to be able to just like go somewhere else for a little bit and get out of your own skin. Like I I I don't know how to even. Gosh, it just feels great. You, especially if it's a really good book, and you and the authors just pulled you into their world, and you're just like, yes, you know, it is a euphoric feeling because you become the character, and you, you know, what their ups and their downs are now your ups and downs. I find myself when I get into a, this is how I know the book is really good, and I've become the character, and like I'm dating this guy now. Um, <laughs> is when they say she clicked her like let's for example say that the writer the author um says something like and then she snapped her finger and i find me snapping my finger i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're into it i am in the book this book has become me you know like and i totally have all these book boyfriends i am the whole deal i think books can save marriages if you read the right ones <laughs> no 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 so um no you know it's so funny like i used to read like that all the time but i just i think because i was thinking about it as you're talking i'm like when did i stop reading like this why don't i read like this anymore and i was like this is it undergrad i was an english major creative writing minor and journalism minor in undergrad so i just feel like it was such an intensive time of like only reading and only writing mm -hmm. i feel like when i went away from that i just stopped and i feel like when i went to grad school mm -hmm. a lot of like informational reading so even now like you said before like if i do read i find that i'm always reading text for like okay this new procedure came out like let's read this and you know find out more about it my leisure reading has really fallen off which is unfortunate because i definitely yeah. know what it's like to have a good book and just be transported to just somewhere be one else. with the book yes absolutely one it's amazing um but for yeah. my second one it's one of my favorite places to go um but unfortunately right now we can't really go to them the way that we would want to but it is the smithsonianinstitute.edu. They have all of their stuff online and you can pick activities and things that you would like to see that, you know, okay, we can't go out and we can't go to the, you know, space Smithsonian or we can't go to the Jewish museum, but we would like to see that at home. You can look at that and there's tons and tons of things to look and see. And again, it's free now they are starting to open back up a little bit. So I'm not sure if they're going to start to slowly decrease what you can access online, but they mm -hmm. still have a lot of, let's say it says online events, exhibitions, and podcasts that you can listen to. So I'm thinking if you have older kids, this is going to hit their interest more. And even for parents, if they have something that they like, when the kids go to bed, they can hop on and see a series on, I don't know, teacups 
or, you know, fabulous footwear. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now or like Puerto Rican history, kids that you have. Like if you know that my kids don't want to do anything with the Smithsonian, that's fine. But I actually went <laughs> to the Smithsonian for the first time in I believe eighth grade. So I was what, 13, 14? And I have loved it ever since. It's just really cool. There's a lot of stuff to see and do there. My last thing, this kind of goes with it, putting those kids to bed. You see, I have a neighbor whose child is up at midnight and he has to be five, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Uh-uh. Does he have then, special needs? I don't know. I, I don't know the situation, but maybe. But this child should be in bed. Like, he's watching TV. Like, that's uncalled for. Like, No. Put those kids to bed. My kids are on a strict sleep schedule and I get offended when they are 15 minutes late because I'm like, you are running into my time. This is my mommy time. So don't have your kids on a sleep schedule. I highly recommend it. So the twins are a little bit behind the game on this because they um, started I think I don't know early on going to bed at like seven and then I took my my time really getting them to like 8 30 9 30 like people at work were voting for them to get longer bedtimes like that's how bad (laughs) (laughs) that's how bad it was but I'm like but you don't know the struggle though like I so try to tell people like but you don't know the longer they up the longer I have to deal with them and so (laughs) Now they're up to 9.30. They're 13, so they stay up till 9.30 during the week and 10 o'clock on the weekends. But that just means now I have to stay up till 1 o'clock on the weekends to get my three hours of free time. Absolutely not. So, <laughs> Yes, I do it. And I get so upset so when I go to bed early. I think I've said that I went to bed two or three times last week. I think it was my allergies putting me down. Um, so I went to bed early a couple times last week and I was so upset. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, I miss all that me time, wasted it sleeping. So I, that's what I do. I don't know if this is doctor recommended. I'm pretty sure it isn't, but I, I take that time for me and if your kids go to bed earlier definitely you know the drill if you put them to bed at eight then you don't have to stay up so late but i need at least three hours to recover from my day and i need three hours of just peace and i don't know how it's different even though my kids don't talk to me like during the day when we're at home they don't bother me they really don't you know they stay in their rooms and do their own thing they're at that age you know um sometimes they'll do a flyby hug and that's it it's no biggie but it's, it's just still different when they go to sleep because I think I'm still on red alert. I'm still listening. Don't say that to your brother. Don't say that to your sister. Stop hitting each other. You know, all those things. Mm-hmm. But when they go to bed, I'm just like, you know what? It's quiet. The dogs are quiet. The kids are quiet. It's peace. It's the best feeling in the world. So if you ever have a chance and you haven't done it yet, put those kids on a bedtime and get your you time after they go to sleep that's my last one i mean i don't know like i just i don't know how you stay up sam and i have talked about this on the podcast before and just every night till 12 o'clock i would be i don't think i would be a very nice person 
the next well, day. Like, I would just be like, Ugh. like, no. Well, that, that could be why I am the way I am. <laughs> it could be have something to I do with like, it. I know <laughs> I need sleep. Like, so for example, I got good sleep last night. All of my daily goals that I have for myself, I hit everything. I even cooked dinner. You guys know I have the biggest problem with like ordering out and eating out. But when I get good sleep, I feel so prepared and able to just take on the day. So yeah, I, I take I on think- my day every day hard and and I do it on six hours. I mean, I when I was in lost, I think this is back from law school. I mean, you just don't sleep in law school. And so I just kind of never took that back on but it's doable definitely six hours is not bad i think it's isn't it six to eight hours i don't know six to eight hours and you guys know i always say i like my eight hours and 15 minutes that just feels Mm -hmm. right for me um you say that now you don't have kids right and that's the thing i don't have kids i don't have kids because there have been days when i've come home from work and i'm like okay, I'm just waiting for eight o'clock to go to bed because I can't go to bed at seven because that's a bit ridiculous. But I'm just like, when I am done, I'm done. Or like sometimes I'll just come home and I just throw myself on the bed first because I need a minute to collect myself. Now, of course, this is all pre-COVID when we were actually going out and doing things day to day. But I just, I don't like not staying up because I'm not a morning person. And that's probably why I need to go to bed at time like a good time because i just move so slow in the morning and i just need time to not feel rushed but back to what we were saying um my last piece of information for you guys is travel and leisure put together an awesome 100 plus fun things to do at home right now um list and they have links and they're up and they're working And they have broken it out by different topics and things that you might be interested in. So that is pretty cool as well. And it also gives you ideas for things that you can do that are not in the house. So I thought that was really fun because everyone likes something different. You can come here and pick things that fit your lifestyle with your family, your budget. And that's at travelandleisure.com. But if you just Google the title, which is 100 plus fun things to do at home right now, from virtual tours to animal camps and more, it'll pull it up for you and you can select what you want to do on the weekends, maybe during the week, whatever's really working for you and your family. But we just want to make sure that everyone's taking care of themselves while we're all home in each other's faces all day long because it's Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I started coming back to work on my own. They didn't even make me. I just was like, nope, I'm just going to go ahead and go on in. Yep, <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> me and my kids, I can't do it. They can't do it. I can't do it. It's no point in putting that on us and I can just come to work. So I think what I'm, I was only needing to be here three days. I bumped it up to four so that they can have their you know school time without me interfering. And that's the bigger thing. So do do it works for you, you know, and and be safe doing it. But you know, don't drink. I I, I should say I stopped drinking when COVID started because I was like, this can turn into a thing. You really can a sad, depressed drunk. 
I mean, that is valid, but I think what you said that's also really important is everyone has to do what works for their family. You know, some people mm-hmm. might be like, no, I have to be home. It's really what works for you. Don't let society Absolutely. dictate what's going to go on in your home. Mm-hmm. You have to do what works for you and the people in your home. I think that's mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. And bad parenting is relative. So. <laughs> <laughs> There are Unless you're not feeding like, the kids and you're not like yeah, washing them, those things are non-negotiables. Yeah. I will report you. There are universes. <laughs> yeah, there are illegal things. You know, child neglect is still a thing. You know, but I mean, outside of that, eh, you know, as long as they're getting their meals and three cots and a meal and what is it, three meals and a cot and yeah, you know, all that. So. Stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like seriously, do your best, and and that's all it is. You know, but don't kill yourself. You know. Um, trying to do everything you know That's and right. honestly the kids don't even I don't even remember my childhood uh I my memory starts at like 17 oh my, my goodness like, girl yeah my mom's always like remember when I was like nope don't remember any of it so sounds like I mean, I'm blocking all that out <laughs> I don't know if I blacked it out or I just didn't care enough you know so all the good things that she tried to do I don't even remember them so take that information I often do and I say you know you probably don't even remember. My kids, even right now, I'll say to them, I'll say, hey, remember when? Nope. Okay. What am I doing then? Why am I doing this? I have to like break out pictures. No, it really did happen. Oh, I didn't even know. That's my. <laughs> like, well, what were you thinking I was exactly, doing? Like, exactly. I wasn't here exactly. for my health. Yeah. So I, I promptly began to stop caring. So anyway, next week. Is going to be spooky spooky because next week we are going to start our two part. I think it is going to be on Jack the Ripper in preparation for Halloween. Get ready, folks. There will be shenanigans, off colored jokes, all kinds of things are going to be happening in that story. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. So thank you for joining us. We look forward to hearing from you, what you found that's worked for you, what's been helpful. And we just hope you guys have another good, happy, and safe week. Bye. Bye.